Welcome to track number 21 of Army of Heart Followers. Were you sharing all the points? Or just one? Well, I want to pray for some few minutes and then we will have the next session starting. But Daddy made mention of the spirit behind following hard. Amen. In Numbers 14, 24, we see the spirit that made Caleb to follow hard. Hallelujah. And we also want to pray for that spirit. Amen. We do want to ask God for that spirit. I also want to ask God for that spirit. So just for some few, three to five minutes, let us lift our hands and ask God as the next session is about to start for him to give us the spirit to follow hard after God. Lift your hands. One minute, just some few seconds, 60 seconds. Ask God to give you the spirit to follow hard after him, after his servant, after his word. Lift your voice and ask him. Everyone, lift your voice and ask him. And I believe that as we are asking him, he's really giving it to us. Because he gives his spirit to those who ask. To those who ask. To those who ask him. Lift your hands and ask God. And tell him, Father, give me the spirit of humility. To follow hard after you. To follow hard after your servant. To follow hard after your word. Give me the spirit of obedience. Give me the spirit of diligence. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to be obedient in order to follow. We want to be humble in order to follow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ten more seconds. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him for it. Ask him for it. Ask him for it. Ask him for it. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him for it. He's giving it to you. Five more seconds. Five more seconds. Five more seconds. Four more seconds. Ask for the spirit that helps to follow hard after God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Three more seconds. You have it as you pray for it. You will have it. You will have it. You will have it. Two more seconds. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're excited as I am excited, why don't you put your hands together and let us welcome Dr. Kojo to take us to the next session. Clap your hands together and welcome Dr. Kojo Lise. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. Wow. What a blessed camp this has been. How many agree? If you agree, just wave to the Lord. Wow, what a blessing in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to where you like to exist in the midst of the saints. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, let's be seated in the presence of... Please, if you are the... Um, one who has the keys to 812, 
room 812. I'm not sure which, um, but 812. Please, you're needed at the back. I hope I've um, clearly defined what kind of person we need. You're needed at the back, very urgent. So we've learned a lot of things in this camp. And sometimes when you have a lot of things that you've learned, the tendency is to forget the ones that came before. So what, that's why Paul always will say that for me to repeat the same things to you is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Tell somebody it's safe to hear the same thing again. It is safe. It is safe. So we want to just go over some of the things quickly. So to remind us, some of us were also not here. So these things really help when you hear them again. And um, we want to go over the spirit that is behind the ability to follow hard. There's a spirit that is behind following hard. You know, when you see human beings that are walking around like that, don't just see the physical. You see, the Bible says, as faith is dead without work, so is the body dead without the spirit. You see any movement, there's a spirit that is accounting for that movement. See any action, there's a spirit accounting for that action. So don't just always just put value on the physical. You'll miss it. So there's a spirit behind anybody you see who's a hard follower. There is a spirit associated with that following. And anybody that you see that's doing the opposite has the counter spirit. Amen. So there, there's no vacuum anywhere. The, the, the nature, spiritual nature abhors vacuum. It's either the spirit of God or the spirit something else. And you know, when it's something else from God, then it's an anti-Christ, anti-God spirit. So, um, to follow, you know, the people that follow have a certain spirit. And we read in Numbers chapter 14, verse number 24, that, you know, when they were all, they were people sent, but Caleb and Joshua, they were different. Verse 24 says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Hallelujah. So to follow fully, there is a spirit that comes with following. There is a certain spirit that is with you and in you. When you see somebody following like that, so when you see people who are following well and following hard, it's a spirit. So I believe that in this place, we are here to catch a spirit of following. We are here to catch a spirit and to also repel the anti-following hard spirit. Tell somebody, I don't like the, anti, the following, anti-following hard spirit. You know? And so, to spice it, you see that Bishop read to us some of the blessings of following in Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in God's commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generations of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his heart. So just the act of obedience, if we're talking about following, to obey, to get fruits that are blessed. Amen. To obey the law and to follow fully and to catch the spirit of following is just it's a, such a blessing. And I don't think that we should take it for granted. So this is talking about following God, clearly. But you see, sometimes that's the place that we miss out on the spirit of following and things is when we said, okay, if it's God, I can follow. But what about the human being that we're talking about? <laughs> like Bishop mentioned here, ministry is not just an institution. It's a person. Ministry is a person also. You see, we have so many churches in Memphis. We've been looking for church buildings, and we have huge buildings. Where is a church that was that huge? It's because a person was not there. 
You get the point. The person was, he's not there, he's dead. And then it's gone with the spirit. So when we catch the spirit upon the man of God, we catch his spirit. Even when he's not here, that thing is working, but the person of the ministry is still around by spirit. Hallelujah. And therefore, it's very important. So when you see a man of God, like Paul was followed by Timothy, it's the spirit that, they are follow, that is catching to follow. See, because the pastors, you see, when you look in the Bible, the word angel, who is the messenger of God, who is a representative, is the word agelus or angelus, you know, in Revelation chapter 2. And it's also the same word that is used for an angel who received directly from God to man. It's the same word that is used for pastor, for prophet, for the man of God, for the representative. He's an emissary. He's the messenger of the word. Hallelujah. So I believe that when we catch the spirit of following hard, after a man of God, we caught the spirit of following an angel. Your angel is who we are following in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, the great mistake that we do when we are following is sometimes not to follow completely. All right? So, the spirit of following hard. Let's analyze the spirit of following hard so that we can catch that spirit and flow with it. Amen. So, number one, the spirit of following hard is the spirit of obedience. It's the spirit of obedience. See, when you see somebody who is following, the person has just been obedient. He's just walking in obedience. Ephesians chapter 2, again, from verse 1. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That spirit that now works in the spirit of disobedience. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all disobedient at one point or another. And then when we enter into Christianity, we come along with our obedience, and gradually the Lord works on us. When we enter ministry, too, we come with disobedience, and gradually the Lord works on. But sometimes we actually stagnate in the disobedience. I mean, how can you go back to that same spirit of disobedience, which worked in the people that you've left behind? Now, you've left the people behind, but you've carried the spirit into the ministry. It doesn't make sense at all. Hallelujah. So that's why the Galatians were told, you did these Galatians, who has bewitched you? You know, who has bewitched you? Because, I mean, they started in the spirit and now they are ending up completing themselves in the flesh. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think that when the act of hard following comes, we are catching the spirit of obedience. Amen. Tell somebody, obey and follow, obey and follow. Amen. So, it means that the people that do not follow, they are actually walking in disobedience. <laughs> I have learned to realize that everybody that's not following hard, in the ministry, is actually working in disobedience. You get the point? If we don't learn how to obey a human being or even respond to a human being's, you know, um, instructions and corrections about, diso about our disobedience, we will never learn how to be obedient to God. Amen. So obedience is very important. You see somebody who's not following, you're seeing somebody who is actually disobedient. And that kind of maturity is what we need so that we all walk in obedience and we become one as we follow hard. Tell somebody the spirit of following hard is a spirit of obedience. Amen. Now, they, you know, I remember in the Bible when Jesus Christ told Peter, for example, do you love my sheep? Feed them. Do you love me? Feed my flock. Feed my lambs. I mean, when he finished and Jesus uh, Peter was actually grieved that he had been asked that question three times. Jesus released a certain parable, which maybe you're not taught about it. Then Jesus released a parable and said, you know what, when 
I believe that is from verse 18 down. When you were young, you went where you wanted to go. You did what you wanted to do. I mean, nobody could control it. But when you grow up, or when you mature, or when you say somebody is mature and somebody has grown up, really, you will now stretch forth your hands and another man will actually lead you and tell you where to go. What was he talking about? He was talking about following with full obedience. Hallelujah. So I believe that if Peter was the first person that God interviewed about ministry, then this is our time. The interview starts with, will you follow hard? Will you walk in obedience and follow hard? And when people are mature, you see that those are the ones that follow the most. They are the ones that obey the most. May you be an obedient follower. Amen. Then the next thing is the spirit of following hard is a spirit of humility. Philippians chapter 2. This is about Jesus Christ who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself. I mean, if Jesus can humble himself and become obedient unto death, even the death on the cross, then we must be able to humble ourselves and to follow. Amen. To follow hard. It takes a lot of humility. Like I just told you about Peter, what he was told. I mean... You know, people who say we will not follow, we will not go. I want to go where I want to go. I want to preach what I want to preach. I mean, it is a sign of pride. It's like I have something that somebody doesn't have. It is I have something that is original. I mean, it's a manifestation of pride. But Jesus Christ, he was given instruction and he followed it through. Even ultimately to death. I mean, I think it takes a lot of humility for somebody who can bring the dead to life. To actually obey to die. It takes a lot of humility. So when we are following her, sometimes you may even have a nicely cooked meal. I mean, you have a message. But you have to be humble to say, we are doing 527, status 527. And this is what I am going to preach. There is a spirit that will come. And as you lift up the message and you are preaching in hard following, that's when you will see that the anointing is that there's a spirit with you. There's a spirit with you. There's a spirit with you. You know. What am I to tell my people that, you know, Bible says that the, 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 those, you know, he that is sent of God speaks the words of God. And what happens after that? The Lord gives him spirit without measure. So I believe that that's John 3.34. I believe that when we become followers, suddenly we do the things that the person that we are doing is doing. We are following is doing. We speak his words. And by the time you realize the spirit has filled you without measure. The people that are the most anointed in Lighthouse, by my experience and by my observation, are the people that have followed hard. You are going to be the next anointed person who will have the anointing without measure, who will catch the spirit without measure in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Even if it means death. Amen. The third spirit, the spirit of following hard is a spirit of communication. Communication. John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20. Then Jesus answered, then answered Jesus and said, Verily I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. Hallelujah. For the father loves the son and shows him all the things that himself doeth, and he shows him greater works than these that 
ye may marvel. Hallelujah. So anybody that is following, I mean, you can't follow something if you are not seeing. You see, sometimes when we talk about communication, we straight away think about talking. But this one, communication is seeing. I mean, for you to follow somebody, you have to see, focus on the person. You have to be able to visualize the person and to follow. It means that I want to do what you're doing. I want to do things. And then, you know, the great thing is that God reveals the things to us, shows us. One time the disciples were with Jesus Christ and he says, you know what? I no more call you servant, but I call you friends. Because a friend knows not what his master doeth. But I have revealed all things to you because I've called you friends. So actually the way I see it is that when you're just a servant, you're just doing this, doing that. But when you're a friend, you see, you begin to have the spirit of communication, not just audio, but visual. I've shown you things. I've called you friends and I've showed you all the things that the master has been doing. So I think that when we communicate, when we have hard followers, we are agents of communication. We see, we can tell people what is going on. We smell around what is going on in first love now. What is going on at healing Jesus? What is going on in this place? Then you see these things. And the great thing that is a bishop, he doesn't mind showing us the things at all. At all. I mean, you can see prosperity. How did I do it? Which book did I preach? Did I get these revelations from where did I go even he's going to Brazil he invites all of us he's going to Jerusalem he invites all of us he's going to this place he invites all of us I mean for example when I went to South Korea with him as him following hard that is when I didn't even know that you know when you see people that are carrying the offering baskets and offering bags is it now it's that bag isn't it and they are coming it is something that Bishop actually picked it up from Korea the suits that are there and then they're standing there and say wow so I even said that, oh, these people have copied us. Then Bishop said, no, 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 you don't know. I copied from here, and that is why. When you've come and you've followed, now you have seen where I got these things. May we follow hard that we may see the things the way that they are. Amen. So the spirit of following hard is a spirit of humility. The spirit of following is a spirit of communication. Amen. Now, the next spirit, the four, is a spirit of following hard is a spirit of honor. Amen of honor. John chapter 5 and verse 54. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Amen. Now you see, when we say honor, you know, anybody that you follow and say, I want you to be a mentor. I want you to be my example. I want you to be the one who shows me the way. Often you must have a high regard for the person. So when you see people who are not following, it could possibly be that they are carrying the spirit of disrespect, despisement, disregard for the anointing that is in the house. Because it takes honor. I mean, who will follow something they don't believe in? Yeah. So chances are that for those who are not following, they actually don't believe. They don't regard as anything. They have no respect for it. You know, as I was growing up, my father was a you know, a hotelier and then be a bar owner. The reality is that I didn't enjoy that. But that is what I was raised up in. So as I was growing up, I was always learning, studying, trying to follow. I had some friends whose parents were, were doctors. And they just, their way of life and their relationships and things, I said, wow, I would like to be a doctor. I'm not going to follow. So you see, without saying it, I actually did not respect what was being done at home. And that's why I didn't become that thing. And I remember at my interview in the medical school, they asked me, why 
my father is a prominent nightclub owner and all this. So why is it that I am not doing the same thing? I said, to be honest with you, that's not what I like. Actually, what I did was I regarded the medicine more than owning a, a whatever. Because one time, actually, something happened to me. I tried to, you know, become friends with somebody. And the friend told me that, so what does your father do? And I told the friend that, oh, my father owns a beer bar. And I was, oh, no, I don't want to be your friend. That thing hit me so hard that I began to despise. And therefore, I didn't follow my father to, to even become part of what he was doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, possibly when we are not following hard, we are uh, uh, walking in the spirit of dishonor for what is happening. So, let's check our hearts. For those of us who are not following, perhaps there is not much honor in our eyes. Amen. Now, the spirit of hard following, number five, is the spirit of sacrifice. Is the spirit of sacrifice. Bible says of Jesus Christ in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 6. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Hallelujah. So, I mean, clearly, uh, to sacrifice a life of such, I mean, the people really revered him, yet he had to follow through, follow what the father had by even going into death. That's a big sacrifice. I mean, give up your life. That's the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. So, it's not surprising that when Elisha, who is one of the greatest followers, hardest followers in the Bible, when it came to following, he was made to sacrifice all the oxen that he had. Hallelujah. I mean, that was his business. He gave up every business that he had. I believe that the spirit of following requires a lot of sacrifice. May you receive the spirit of sacrifice in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of Elisha come to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number six, the sixth spirit, the spirit of following hard is a spirit of diligence, which counteracts the spirit of laziness. <laughs> Amen. So the slothful man saith, There is a lion without, or a lion in the street. I shall be slain in the streets. Now, here's where Bishop called the excuses the perfect excuse. You know, the perfect excuse. I mean, if somebody who's supposed to be following you tells you, No, 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 there's a lion in the street, you even look unreasonable to tell the person that follow. So you can realize that a lot of the excuses actually carry with it spirits. For example, when I was supposed to be coming, I mean, before that I was called to come, I was in Los Angeles. I live in Memphis. That is about five to six hours journey from home. You know, and I'm a physician. So this was Saturday. <laughs> and then I'm getting home on Saturday night. Sunday has happened. How do I tell my patients don't come on Monday? And if I had had the spirit of the perfect excuser, oh, no, 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 you see, I've already arranged to come to this, to come to that, to come to that, and therefore I cannot come. My patients are waiting. It will be a problem. I mean, if I go and come, I will not have a job. That sounds like a good excuse. And it's very unreasonable for anybody to say that. Don't come. Look, a lot of the excuses that we have is because I am sick. It's because my mother says this. It's because this is that. It's a sign of the perfect lazy excuse maker. Yeah. If you want to do something, you make a way. If you don't want to do it, you make an excuse. Yeah. 
And you know, we are all very intelligent. We are university graduates and people who are graduating. I mean, your high IQ has earned you an entry into this place. To cook up an excuse is not a problem at all. I mean, it's not a problem at all. There is not even one. So, you know, the Anakazo man tries to overcome excuses. As you try to overcome excuses of people that you are trying to bring to church, try to see yourself as, look, it's not this spirit. The real spirit would have liked to come. But there's another spirit operating. I need to also counteract that excuse maker. And you speak to yourself and you speak to the spirit that, no, no, this is an excuse. I'm going to make a way. I remember telling my wife that, you know what, this one, even Bishop Richard told me that, you know what, you, it's okay, go, go, go home and then go and sort things out. In fact, it tells me that when I picked up the phone to call a second time, said, ah, maybe this guy is going to say that he couldn't make it. But I spoken to myself and the spirit that was expressing against the following heart that I'm going to counteract this and I'm going to fight this thing. So even when you feel that way, try and work against the spirit that is counteracting the heart following. Because you are a heart follower. But there's another spirit that's trying to change things. Amen. Tell somebody, perfect excuses are gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the seventh spirit that follows you or is with you is the spirit of following heart, which is the spirit of intelligence. The spirit of intelligence. <laughs> Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, be ye followers of me even as I am of Christ. Now I think that's a very, very, very intelligent thing to follow. I mean, Bishop often talks to us about, you know, when you're going to write an exam, you have to follow the marking scheme. You have to follow past questions. You have to follow people who have been there. Let him that has gone to war and has come back and has taken off his armor, let him be the one who is speaking, not you who is going. So it's a lot of intelligence to see that, look, why should I reinvent the wheel? Somebody has done it. The place that I'm going, somebody has been there. Let me just follow and not just follow it. Follow hard. Because if I miss the way, it's a problem. If I miss the way, it's a problem. So you have to be seeing the spirit of following as a spirit of intelligence. Because sometimes people will tell you that you're a clone. Why are you trying to follow somebody? Why are you not trying to be original? All these misrepresentations, a good thing like following is now being redescribed as, you know, foolishness. As foolishness. And ladies and gentlemen, you just observe and see who one, which one is intelligent. The one who followed the examples that have been set or the one who spent a lot of time thinking, going through things. Oh, I would rather follow the example and follow hard. Follow hard. How to start a church. How to plant a church. How to raise shepherds. What to preach to grow a church. How to develop devoted members. How to develop permanent members. The books are there. The messages have been preached. I'm going to preach the same thing. And I'm expecting the same effect in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I will walk with the spirit of intelligence. To follow hard. Yeah. Amen. And now the, the, the number eight spirit that follows is a spirit of following hard, which is a spirit of promotion. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9, Bible says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the mention the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, the things on earth, the things which are under the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. The spirit of promotion. Ladies and gentlemen, I have noticed that any time that I preached a message 
that is one. Recently, somebody was trying to leave my church. A couple of people. Ladies, they were having issues in the church. You know, Sintikes and UDSs having issues. And after we sorted out the issue, a couple of them came to me and said, you know, I really wanted to leave the church. I really wanted to leave the church. I said, so why didn't you leave? And he said, you know, I've been to several churches. But the teachings in Lighthouse, the teachings in Lighthouse, it makes me realize that I'm in the right place, so I'm not going to leave. Suddenly, I realized that I have been promoted. What I had been teaching were the teachings through hard following the messages, five to seven, nine, even status in first love. And then I realized that they were mentioning messages, honor of men, you know, fornication made easy. I mean, all about fornication. <laughs> Forgiveness made easy. These such things. Oh, no, no, no fornication made When you get that book, don't buy it. <laughs> hey. I realized I'd been promoted. There are several, several, several people in Memphis whose teachings they could have followed. Even without any problems there, they want to leave the church. Now there are problems, they want, still want to stay there. That is promotion right there. It's a result of following the example of our papa. It's a result. I remember we were there when Pentecost Church came over. And we're asking, oh, so how did you do it? I said, what do you mean by how did I do it? How did you start this church and continue? And then they were telling me that they've been there. They've started church. They've done all kinds of things. They had had to stop, start and stop twice. But I was there. I didn't start and stop. What I started had continued. What had I used just by following hard? It is intelligence. It is promotion. Promotion now People that we used to look at, Pentecost Church, when we see a Pentecost Church in America, say, well, then we can start a church here. Now we go and start a church, and they are coming to ask us how. What a promotion. Hard followers are promotion people, are people of promotion. Are people of promotion. Amen. You know, so I think that it's very important. Like the Bible says that all scripture, even if it is the words that you are following, the words are the scriptures. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for what? For doctrine, for Reproof for correction and for instruction in righteousness. What happens after that? That man of God becomes perfect, thoroughly equipped of fairness unto everything you want to do, every good work. So the way that I see that if you are following and the anointed word of God is coming, there's inspiration in the word, there is power in the word, and you're preaching it. Look, the things that are coming, it is bringing doctrine, it is bringing correction where you were wrong. Oh, correction means you are promoted. It is bringing instruction in righteousness. I mean, everything that you really want to be equipped with to make you perfect. I mean, when you move from one grade to another, you are being made perfect, you are being promoted. I mean, perfect means the ultimate place. So to be saying, not even to move from one state, promotion to be perfect. It requires instruction. I'll rather follow instruction. I'll rather follow correction. I'll rather follow reproof, rebukes. Amen. Even if it is sounding like some way. So I think that all these things about not following, when you are not following and you are finding it difficult to follow, identify it as a spirit. I'm sure that you don't want to be attacked or associated with any bad spirit. You want to be promoted. You want to be lifted up. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Mm. And then we went on. You know, Bishop Ogu has already talked to us about the word, following the word. So let's just go to the summary. Characteristics of a hard follower. 
Number one, a heart follower accepts the call of God eagerly. Accepts the call of God eagerly. You know? So, <laughs> I like the example that Bishop gave. That if a guy proposes to you, oh, young lady, and then you are making all kinds of moves and maneuvers, you know, let me give a hard time and things, you may easily lose the call. And by the time you realize, you are crying out, oh, come back, come back, come back to me, my darling. But it may be too late. <laughs> but it may be too late. Hallelujah. So many of the things that the Lord calls us to do, there are several people that could potentially do it. You see, like Elijah said, oh, I'm the only one that is left. I'm very zealous for you, but I'm the only one. They seek to kill me. Oh, no, 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 you're wrong. There are 7,000 that have not bowed. Hallelujah. So I think that if you receive a call, you must be eager about it. If you have any inkling that this is the call that the Lord has for you, then come in eagerness as a hard follower because a delay may mean cancellation. A delay may actually spell you will never do it. Amen. Number two, a hard follower is a fighting man. Is a fighting man. Is a fighting man. And then we read in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 17, and it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazael, you know, shall Jehu slay. And him, thank you, and him that escapes the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. You see that? It's a fighting man. Obviously, God chose Elisha for a reason. As you can see, what others failed he ultimately is the one who achieved it. He's a fighter. He's you fought and people have escaped the sword and yet you say, I'm still going to go ahead. Sometimes you hear stories of casualties on the way. Oh, this person started this church. It couldn't work. This person followed. It became this. All kinds of stories will come to you. Bad impressions. But if you are not a fighter, you cannot follow. Because after you are following, you will be battling with the, the voice of the devil, the voice of accusation, the voice of, 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 of all kinds of insinuations will come. The voice of your parents, the voice of your future. You know, recently we went for a first love, um, you know, camp with Apostle Joel in Los Angeles before I came. And as Apostle Joel was laying hands to impart the spirit that will cause us to accept and receive our call. I saw one guy from my church holding Bishop Joel's hands. Pushing it this way, that I say, hey, what is going on? So, <laughs> I went and asked the guy, what is the reason why you did that? And then the guy told me, frankly, that, you know what? As he was talking, I've been thinking about this whole thing, about the call, about going to South America and all this. I realized it's going to affect my education. It's going to affect my schooling. My, it's going to affect a whole lot of things. And so I was trying to push the hand in case a spirit enters me and I go on the mission field. And I told the guy, look, do I look like somebody who has responded and started the church? I was not here. I was in New York. I'm a big city guy. I was asked to move to Memphis. Do I look poor? Do I look like I stopped everything that I was doing? Don't I look prosperous, more prosperous than you? It's all you have to fight all these voices that come. So a real follower is actually a somebody who's a hard fighter. Because things will fight against you. May we follow hard and fight hard in Jesus' name. Number three, number three, number three characteristic of a hard follower. A hard follower understands that the, 
the, understands it when the mantle is thrown on him. Amen. Verse 19 of 1 Kings 19 says, So he departed things and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen. There was no communication. There was no explanation. There were no meetings. He just left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? Wow, wow. It looks like this man was of quick understanding. Immediately the mantle was cast. He knew exactly what to do. By the end of this camp, many of you will know what to do. The difference will be those who have understanding and those who don't have understanding. The difference, Bible calls when you are anointed and the spirit comes upon you, one of the things you receive is you see the spirit of quick understanding. Hallelujah. So many of the things that we hear here, as we are hearing the things that we are following hard, you realize that a lot of things will catch you. When I go, let me change this. Let me start a prayer. I mean, as the prayer was going, I was just seeing myself. I even told myself, maybe the chair is not a good thing to be in. I'm going to change my position. I'm not going to be too near to my bed. So all those things, we write them down and we go. We know exactly what to do. Hallelujah. We know exactly what to do. As I've been here to join First Love, as I go back, every instruction must be carried out and carried out quickly with the understanding that is given here. May the Lord give us understanding, oh God. May the Lord give us understanding, oh God. Amen. And the great thing is that God gives us pastors after his own heart who feeds us with knowledge and not just knowledge, but understanding. Because information is not enough. You have to now have understanding. Understanding is what converts knowledge to wisdom. Wisdom is the correct application of the knowledge. So I think that when you become somebody who is a hard follower and you don't have understanding, then you'll be a man of full of knowledge. So many people are at the camp here, but not many people, sometimes not many people transform or metamorphosize to become what they have to become through following. But may you be that exception. May you be the exception that has understanding. The person that when you receive the mantle of following hard, you receive understanding and quick understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the next one is that a hard follower is someone who is a plowing man. Plowing speaks of hard ground demanding hard work. Hallelujah. Look, sometimes that you see that when you're talking about following, the people that are following, they are ahead of you. And you can even tell yourself there's a reason why they are ahead. But you see, everything that was broken through was broken through hard work. So plowing, like Bishop told us, it speaks of hard work, hard grounds. Many grounds are barren until you receive the mantle of a hard follower. And then when you go there, suddenly certain things change. Hallelujah. I mean, look at Elisha. When he was following Elijah. He could not cross. He didn't even know how to cross the, the Jordan and all those rivers. But when he was coming back, because he had decided me, whatever the difficulty I'm going to go through, he says, why is the God of Elijah? And he decided I'm going to break through. And look at the things that happened. I see you breaking through because you are a plowing man. Amen. Lazy men do not do well in ministry. Yeah, lazy men do not do well in ministry. Because you see, even in our secular jobs, you realize that it takes a lot of hard work to yield something. 
Hallelujah. A lot of hard work, hard grounds. Hard grounds. For example, when I went to the place that I started the church, it was very hard. Very, very hard. And people had told me already that, you know, other churches have come there and they have started. You know, I had somebody that I met in the hospital who, for example, is a, is a chaplain. You know, he's called Cham. I mean, he came there and he said, oh, I'm here. I said, I'm from Lighthouse. I'm coming to start a church. He started telling me all the problems. He said he had been there for years. He started. That's why he's a chaplain. That's another line of ministry. And I said, no, 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 no I'm going to go ahead. I was not moved at all. A whole lot of things, prayer, 21-day fast, and the castle, moving here and there, rallying. We were there. I remember when we moved to Memphis. I mean, the first day that we moved, I told my wife, you know, we have arrived. We are tired. We've driven 22 hours, but we have to start the fast tomorrow. Clap for the Lord Jesus. The ground must be broken. Plowing must be done. And we are going to follow. Because look, let's face it. The standards that we are seeing in our bishops, in Bishop Dag and in our bishops that are, they are not easy. When Bishop says that we should do better than our daddy, some of us are panicking. Because even the standards that our fathers are saying, not easy. Much more to follow. It will take a lot of hard work as we follow. We should be plowing followers in Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing is that a hard follower kills his oxen. And that is the place where different things that need to be killed were named with oxen as their last name. With oxen as their middle name. Like Oxen J. Like Oxbond. Like Oxibet. So there are people that will stand now. We need to kill them. Amen. We need to kill them. We need to kill those things. Some of us have ambitions that need to die. That really need to die. Like Bishop was telling us. There's sometimes certain long-term schooling, protracted schooling, is actually the line to the place where the ministry is going to be killed. I pray that you will not be that kind of, you will kill the oxen that need to be killed. You will kill the things that are standing in the way. The oxen had to be killed. Twelve of them. I mean, I don't know how much cows are sold. But if we were talking in today's terms, I'm sure that they will be costing quite a bit. For him to have sacrificed and given up those things, he must have really been a hard follower. May you be the hard follower that kills the things. You don't even just put them to sleep, but you kill them. Killing shows that I'm not coming back to it. I've removed the life that is inside you. I've removed even your phone. I've blocked you out. If possible, I've changed my phone number to some of those guys that are trying to stop my ministry. If possible, it means that I will relocate from one city where the friends there are not allowing me to be the kind of minister, the kind of shepherd that I'm supposed to be. It means that moving, giving no life at all, stopping communication channels, kill. I mean, kill is, is a word of finality. I mean, killing is a word of finality. Because killing is different from unconscious. Yeah. Killing means that there is hope. I mean, I mean, unconsciousness. You know, when we're coming from on the plane, somebody fell unconscious. Is there any doctor here? Is there any doctor here? The only reason they called is there any doctor because they felt that there is hope in that guy. But I saw another one of the air hostesses. Later on, I found out why she was standing there. I don't, she was the one who discovered the man. And she doesn't have experience. So she thought that the man was dead. So she, instead of calling on the alarm, he just, she just came and told the people that somebody dead in the bathroom. But the people that 
did not see the position of the man. They had hope. So they called doctor. And I went there. We did a whole lot of things. And then we revived him. Ladies and gentlemen. May your oxen not be revived in the name of Jesus. May it have a, 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 a finality to it. Anything that is a resistance to the ministry for you. May it have a finality to that decision. It's not like you just decided to do a first part of the school. Then when you start the ministry, oh, let me go back to it again. Yeah, no, no, no. I told my wife, look, if I don't finish this school, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to finish it. And once I finish it, I'm not going to go back to it again. I've been given so many opportunities. I said, no, 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 no. It is finished. Even my brain has changed from academic things. Hallelujah. So I think that let us, a hard follower will kill all the resistances, the things that turn in the way. I mean, if he had kept the oxen over there, think of what could have happened. They could have called and said, look, one of the oxen is sick. You know, you are the one who knows the veterinary doctor. Come back and come and sort out all these things. All these things would have been brought, bringing problems. For some of us, the reason why our ministries perhaps have not gone forward is because of the life that we have given to the things that stood in the way. The revisits and then the followings up that we have given. We are following up backsliding. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So I don't think we should do that. We should give, give finality to that thing. And a hard follower leaves family because of God. This is a hard one. Hallelujah. This is where, you know, the controversies now start setting in. This is where when, you know, you are told that you are too much. I remember <laughs> we're told that, oh, look, me, I wanted a girl. I have three boys. Yeah, I have three boys. I'm a strong boy. But I wanted one more child. But I remember Apostle coming to tell me, you know what, you should, should try not to have another child because that means a whole lot of issues that will hamper ministry and all that. Like Bishop was saying, if you're somebody who is into children, by all means your life will change. Children, they rest permanently in ministry and then they dictate what you, because they can't do what they need to do. So you are supposed to do it for them. But I had to give up that thing. Hallelujah. Although it is a desire. I just told my wife, my children, my boys will have the girls for me. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You know. So I had to give up on that. Kind of, unfortunately, my boys said they only want boys because, you know, girls have too much drama. Forgive. <laughs> Amen. But the reality is that you will realize that because the Bible talks about husband, love your wives. Wives, submit unto your own husbands. And all these things, it almost looked like a contradiction of what the Bible has to say. But here again, that is when we move from the mirror stage. Now, not about personal things, but beyond the personal things, there are other things. There are ministry-related things. There are hard things. There's shoe bread to be taken. That is hard for priests. Priests, you can't deal with just the mirror things. Now, you have to deal with others. Others have become family. Yeah. Others have become family. So although I decided to give up the girls, I have so many girls in ministry. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Because everything that you give up, God says he's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. With persecution, but in the life to come, eternal life. He's going to give it back to you. And they come back better. They come back better. For example, for example, when my wife decided to go to full-time ministry, I had an issue with it. Let me tell the truth. I had quite an issue with it. But I told myself, at a point, as we were discussing, Bishop sat me down and told me, you know what? Even this America that you're going, if there are two people who are both doctors, 
Your wife may not be in ministry, but you will never have your wife. And it's true. There's so much business when it comes to medicine in America. And so I took the advice, and I remember a voice telling me, and I thank God that I received it, that, look, will you even get that you are the husband, and God is interested in your wife? It's like you are the, the, the husband. I mean, like if you are in school, you are the boyfriend, and God is the sugar daddy. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I think that's how you should look at it. How you should look at it. That if you happen to be the person you are interested in, God happens to be interested in that person. Your taste is good. You have to keep the taste that way. You have to keep, give God that ability. You have to keep God interested and offer to God. It can be better for you when they go and they interact with God, whether it's your son your daughter, your wife, your husband, they come back better having interacted with sugar daddy, with daddy God. So therefore, for you to be a hard follower, you have to give up fellowship with some family members and they come back better. They come back more anointed. Hey, when they go to God's house, they bring back anointing. They bring back virtue, virtuous woman. They bring back more beauty inside of them where God operates. The thing that is in the sight of God of great prize, of a meek and gentle spirit, come back in a very strong and nice way. I have a better wife because I gave him up. I gave her up. You will have a better child, a better wife, a better husband, a better beloved. The more into God that they are. I believe it strongly that as a hard follower, you will have to make such decisions to give up spouses and family links for the sake of the gospel and daddy God Jehovah Jared the one who sees ahead and makes provision will make him better for you God bless you hallelujah God bless you it's a very very great blessing and I say to the glory of God that even in the ministry because I allowed my wife to go in her closeness with God with with even Bishop is what has given me a certain place in ministry because that link has never changed that link has never changed. A lot of you that I know, it is because of that decision of giving up a family relationship. But God said he'll give it to you more, better. You'll come back far better. And I'm so grateful that not only did I get my wife back, but I got all her friends. When you see me relating with her friends, they are like my girlfriends. It's because God has blessed you. He's going to bless you. As you give up your family for the sake of ministry and for the sake of the work. Hallelujah. It's a sacrifice.